Good morning, good morning, good morning. How you guys doing today, huh? Awesome. All right, let's try it again. Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Okay, really good. There you go. Okay, welcome to our Appreciation and Anticipation Sunday as we get ready to kick off the Christmas season. Don't you guys just love Christmas? Come on. How many like Christmas? I just love it, man. The people, we were at that outreach yesterday and just had a blast passing out donuts and coffee to the people of Troy who were just so absolutely touched. You should check out what the manager said on our Facebook page. It was incredible. It's incredible. People are just open. It's amazing. So welcome once again to our anticipation and, or our appreciation and anticipation Sunday where we are appreciating all the things that God has done in our life and anticipating all the things that God's going to do in our life. How many of you appreciated Pastor Anton last week? Wasn't he, how many of you just were blessed by that, right? Just resting in his place and just resting. And now I'm trying to stand behind him and, and be calm up here, and I, I'm really going to try, okay? But I'm, I'm not the calm type, but just help me out, somebody, okay? Just help me, okay? So, all right. So we're talking about appreciation right now. And so we just came out of Thanksgiving and you know when you sit around the Thanksgiving dinner, you appreciate people, you appreciate getting there together with with friends, family, relatives, and it's an amazing time. And so I want to start out here because appreciation is a very powerful force. I think we take it for granted and I think that uh, uh, people should probably live a little bit more in appreciation, okay? And so specifically about appreciating the things that God has done in our life, whether we've realized God's been doing anything in our life at all. And so um, maybe we've had some setbacks, maybe we've had some heartache, maybe we've had some disappointments this year, but I promise you that we can look back and actually look back with, a, with, with uh, an open mind. We probably can see that God probably did some really cool things for us this year. And so, you know, I had a, a milestone, several milestones this year. And so um, we had a 16-year-old get her driver's license. It was really cool. And uh, what a milestone. Come on. We were concerned about this one. She's our youngest one. We were really, really concerned because uh, she's the baby of the family and uh, everything spooks her out on the road. But she finally got her driver's license. So that was really cool. You know what that means? That means we bought back like five hours a week. How about, how about, come on. <laughs> All right, so I was a milestone right there, baby, milestone. So then, then I had a uh, I had one graduate high school this year, and uh, amazing, and um, graduated successfully, graduated healthy, started college, pretty cool, feeling uh, really young these days, you know, when somebody that graduates high school, you know, so that's really cool. Another milestone here. Here's another big milestone. This past uh, October, uh, I celebrated 20 years of marriage. Come on, somebody. <laughs> And uh, it's hard to believe that Jeannie stayed with me for 20 years because I am real difficult to live with. And, but uh, she is a half angel, I think, and uh, we'll find out when we get to heaven. So, you know, there's this little thing that we talk about all the time because, uh, you know, the Bible says that um, uh, if I say this on videotape, you've got to scratch this, okay? But I just I want to keep her for the rest of my life in heaven, too. Is that okay? I know that you don't have that, like, you know, where you can be married to somebody in heaven, but I'm going to ask the Lord for a special exception for me. I want to be married in heaven to Jeannie. Come on, somebody. That's some good points right there. All right. All right. So appreciation. Now, now you can look back all over. And I want to challenge you guys today. Look back in your lives. Look back and see some things that maybe God 
has done in your life. Maybe it hasn't been a good year, but I promise you, and I'll challenge you, that you can look back and find out some things that maybe God really was involved in your life. I look back at, at the, the launch of this church back in March when, when the idea finally came to us and it was solidified in our heart to launch Revolution Church. That was a milestone for us. And as we came up here and, and we bought our house, you know, I have to tell you a little setback there because we really had our heart set on another house here in the city and uh, put an offer in it. We thought it was the highest and best offer and actually offered above the asking and normally don't suggest that you do that. Um, but we did because we really thought that was our house and we didn't get the house. What a heartache that was. But I have to tell you something, and there's another message in this right here, because God saved, in my opinion, the jewel of the city for Jeannie and I. We have this house at Long Lake in Livernois someplace. I'll just tell you that because I don't need you dropping by. You know, I don't need any of that. <laughs> But, but I tell you what, the backyard every morning when I'm studying and I'm just having my coffee, me and my three dear friends show up in the backyard all the time, and that would not have happened at the other house that we lost. I'm just telling you, if you've had a heartache or you lost something, I'm telling you, God has something better for you, all right? And so you can all look back, we can all look back and see the things that, that, that we have done. And, and since June, we've been out on the streets and we've been doing different outreaches, gas outreaches, pizza outreaches. And since June, up until last Sunday, and it doesn't include last Sunday, we've touched over 1,800 people with the love of Jesus. This team right here, isn't that awesome? That's awesome. We get to appreciate that. We get to look back and see what God is in. In just 10 weeks that we've been at church, We've had 23 first-time decisions for Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Why we do what we do is to bring people to Jesus, all right? And so if it wasn't for that, um, then I'd rather do something else. But when, when, when we have an opportunity to bring somebody to our loving Savior and people can see for themselves how wonderful, listen, how wonderful this very real Jesus is, it is a game changer, all right? I'm not talking about Jesus of religion. I'm not even talking about Jesus or maybe some of the things we learned in Sunday school, but I'm talking about a very real Jesus who has an unchanging love for his people. Does anybody in the house know what I'm talking about here today, okay? All right, so that's the part of our vision here at the church is to discover God's unchanging love, and I'm so appreciative of being able to do that, so appreciative of the leadership and the people that are rising, uh, people that we've done ministry with before, we're redoing ministry with, yet new people that we're doing ministry with. It's amazing. What an amazing season this is. I'm, I'm also appreciative of this era that we live in. I want to read an awesome scripture to you. This era that we live in is pretty incredible. We take it for granted when we don't know what the scripture actually says about stuff or sometimes what the Old Testament said about stuff. But I want to read this amazing scripture in Romans chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Notice what it says. It says, blessed and to be envied, he said, are those whose sins are forgiven and put out of sight. Aren't you guys glad that Jesus has forgiven your sins, somebody? Right? Yes, what joy there is for anyone whose sins are no longer counted against him by the Lord. What an amazing promise this is right here. It was written by King David 3,000 years ago. King David lived in the Old Testament a thousand years before Jesus even came. So not only was King David a king, but the Bible says he was a prophet. He had the ability to see into the future. It was a gift from God. It was an amazing call he had. But he, he could see 3,000 years ago this time period that you and I would be alive. A time period where we, we could actually live 
in, in the kingdom of God, live in relationship with God when God was, would not and could not count sin against us. See, he couldn't say that in the Old Testament. He wrote this because this, 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 what we just read in Romans was actually a quote from Psalm 32 where David says this, okay? And he's coming out of a terrible situation, a terrible failure. He had a, a, an affair, an adulterous affair as a king. And then he had the man's husband killed and, and, and murdered. So, I mean, it was a terrible situation. So he's coming out of all this in, in relationship with God where you did good, you got good, you did bad, you got bad. And so a, a time period when God held sin against you, all right? So God opens David's mind and he allows him to see into the future this time period that you and I live in right now. And he said, oh my God, a time is coming when men and women could live freely in the kingdom of God. They wouldn't have to live afraid that God was going to be mad at them or count their sin against them. They were going to live in this place of freedom where they were going to enjoy Jesus and discover his unchanging love every single day of their life. How many know that's good news? Come on. I am appreciative that we get to live in this era. I'm appreciative that God is unveiling himself. I'm not saying that sin or destructive behaviors are good for us. And you know, I'll say this every single I am not saying that. But what I am saying is that God loves you through it. Come on. And the fastest way out of it is to know that God loves you unconditionally and live for him all the days of your life. Anybody want to live for God like that in this place, all right? And so I love this. That's what the era that, that he was talking about. We get to live in this. And I appreciate being alive for such a time as this. I appreciate Knowing this revelation and knowing that God is doing some amazing things in our life. All right, so, but we also want to anticipate. Somebody say anticipate. Come on. We want to anticipate, all right, because appreciation looks back. Appreciation looks back at the awesome things that we've experienced in our life. But anticipation does the opposite. It looks forward. It says, okay. Anticipation is this force. Some would say it's your faith and emotion. It's a force that says, all right, I know what the promises of God say. I know that the promises of God are real. And if you don't know that God's word is real, I promise you it is. God's word is alive and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And his promises are for us today. How many of you know that, okay? And so God's promises are very real. And he makes them available to us today to go forward and to look forward. When he says something like, you know, the plans that I have for you are good, plans to give you hope, plans to give you a future, plans to prosper you. How many know he really means that, right? And so because we know he means that, that with the force of anticipation, we get to look forward with our faith and say, man, I get to look forward to God doing some awesome things in my life. And today, I want to challenge you in this, this, this Appreciation and Anticipation Sunday. I want to encourage you and challenge you that no matter what station of life you find yourself in, you can anticipate that God has good things in front of you. Do you believe it in here today? Do you believe it in here today? Come on. Do you believe that God has a good life for you? Okay. I mean, that's the crux of the ministry. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundant. He said, I can see that the devil and the thief has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But I've stepped on the scene to fix things, and I'm going to provide you a life that you could have only have dreamed. But that's the Jesus that we serve. Anybody know that Jesus in this place, all right? All right, I'm going to calm down just a little bit. Okay. All right, so I want you to anticipate the force of anticipating what God is going to do. Especially today, we've been talking about doing our appreciation, anticipation offering that we're going to do at the end of the service. 
that you're going to anticipate that as you sow your seed, as you give your gift today, you're going to anticipate that God is going to do something in your life. Not because I'm saying so, but because the Word of God says so, all right? But I want to help you with anticipation along this line here. I want to help you with this because what I've learned about anticipation is this word experience goes with it. Because you can be experienced in your anticipation or you can be inexperienced in your anticipation. And here's, here's what I mean by that. Um, so I've had three children, okay? And, and so the first one, uh, when, she, when we were pregnant the very first time, it was just like, uh, wow, this is really going to happen. You know what I mean? And this is serious stuff. I mean, you know, when you get pregnant for the first time, you're like, this is like serious stuff. Like, it's not fun and games anymore, right? I mean, she's actually going to have a baby, all right? And so we started planning the rooms and the clothing and, and everybody's getting us stuff. And, we, and it, a month into this thing, we already have the bag ready to go to the hospital. I'm looking at the bag. Like, I am not ready for this. Come on. All right. And so, you know, and so I, I remember right down to just being so new at this and being such a novice and, and just having this this. Uh, anticipation that was almost like a guess, all right? It was almost like, is this really going to happen? Is this really going to happen? There wasn't a sense of surety to it, but I just knew she was pregnant. I knew she was changing, you know, and, and, and I knew that we painted the room pink, you know, it was blue. Then we had to change it to pink. Help me out, somebody. Come on, all right? <laughs> all right, so then we packed the bag. We did all this stuff, and so it was all new for me, okay? And so, you know, when she's in the middle of the night, never would have dreamed she would have woke up and said, hey, Dean, my water broke. What's that? Do I need to get your glass? Well, you know, what is that? So we got to go. So we went. So, so it was, so I was new. My anticipation was really new. My force of faith, you could say, was new in this situation because I was inexperienced. But how many know when that third one comes around, it's like your water broke? Come on, let's just go. No, you know. Right? What color are we painting in this room? Let's just do blue and pink because you don't, you know. So, so there's, this, there's this experience that comes with anticipation when you know. Are you tracking with me? And a lot of people, in my opinion, do not have experience with the promises of God. And because they don't have experience with the promises of God, they live in this place where their anticipation of the promises of God coming to pass in their life is more like a guess. It's more like a fantasy. I want us today to come to this place where we realize, wait a minute, the promises of God are real, and we can have experience with our anticipation, so when God says something, we know he's going to do it. That's the kind of God that I serve, all right? And so I want you to come to grips with that type of God. When he has a promise in your life, a promise of healing, a promise of of, of protection, a promise to get over unforgiveness. When he gives us those promises, they're very real. And here, this time of year, I want you to anticipate. I want us to anticipate as a church that God is going to do some awesome things in 2020. I'm going to share some things that God is going to do, and we're going to start launching in 2020 in anticipation. But I want to read a scripture to you that kind of goes in line with the experience of your anticipation, okay? It's found in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. I want to take your time here because some of you probably have heard the scripture before. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. What does this have to do with anticipation? What does this have to do with believing in the promises of God? What does this have to do with believing that God is going to do some good stuff for me, okay? Okay, so this is a an agricultural scripture, actually, okay? It was written by King Solomon, and he's talking about the farming practices that happen along the Nile River, okay? 
And so along the Nile River, it was, it's, everybody knows it's very, very fertile ground, very fertile ground. So I want, what I'm going to share with you, I want you to see it from, from the standpoint of an inexperienced farmer, and then I want you to see it from the standpoint of an, an experienced farmer. Are you with me? And so, so their practice was this because the river would flood, and the river would overflow on the, uh, on, the, on the ground, and it would literally just flood the land, all right? It looks like you can't plant there, okay? But the land along the river's edge is some of the most fertile around the world, and it fertile wheat, wheat harvest, major wheat harvest. That's why it says cast your bread upon the water. So what they would do is they would plant seed, or they would get in their ship when the waters were starting to recede, and they would take the seed, and they would throw it on the water. And so an inexperienced farmer would say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You don't throw seed on water, right? I mean, I'm not a farmer, but even I remember from sixth grade when I planted the little plant, like a lot of you guys did, and dug up the seed, you know, two or three times, and just to see it was taken, come on, right? And so, so I, I just remember, I remember you plant the seed in soil, you till it, you plant it in the soil, and then it grows. You water it, and it grows. Who throws seed on water? So an inexperienced farmer would be like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is the biggest waste of seed that I've ever seen, all right? But now an experienced farmer, he's going to look at this and say, oh, son, trust me. Trust me, when you throw this seed, you are about to see one of the most amazing harvests of wheat that you have ever seen. Are you guys with me? And so the experienced farmer knows He knows that throwing his seed on the water is not a waste at all. He knows that after many days, harvest is coming. He had an anticipation because he had experience with it. Come on, are you with me? He had an anticipation because he knew that as he threw his seed on the water, that shortly after, many days or a month or two, wheat was going to start growing up in that place. And it was wild. And I want you to know, too, today, that when you sow your seed today, I want you to have that anticipation that whatever you do in the kingdom of God, you can expect God to be true to his word back to you. Do you believe that today? And here's what's so awesome about this scripture, casting your bread upon the water. Because what happened was this, the farmer also knew this. He knew that throwing seed on the, on the water, some of it was going to float into his field and get planted. But he also knew this. This is what's so special about the scripture. He also knew that some seed was going to float down the river. He knew it was going to float down the river and land on somebody else's field because he also knew that his seed wasn't just for him. God not only gave him seed for himself, but he also knew that God's seed for him was going to be for somebody else. It's also a reflection of the generosity that God gives to believers. Come on, are you with me? And so they knew there was this dual anticipation. There was this anticipation of the seed and the harvest that he had sowed. And then there was this anticipation of the generosity that was going to come to somebody else that maybe was in need. Isn't this beautiful? And so I want to read this. Actually, before, before we do this, I want you to see a quick video. But let me just say this. I want you, before we watch this video, it's so cute. It's my daughter's little cute testimony. She did it on her phone, but I just I couldn't resist. You had to hear this testimony. It was amazing. But, but I want you to see that according to Ecclesiastes 11.1, it was culturally acceptable for the farmer 
to anticipate that God was going to bless his harvest. And I want you to know today, the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that when you sow your seed in the kingdom of God, I want you to know it is culturally respectful and it is culturally acceptable to believe that God is going to bless your seed. Do you believe that here today? All right, watch this video. This is so cute. graduation money and it was more than I've ever had before. I had to make a decision. I selfishly wanted all that money for myself, but I decided to trust God and tithe, which is extremely hard for a real college kid, if you know what I'm saying. The next week, I posted a video on my YouTube channel and it did a lot better than expected. God actually paid me back more than the tithe that I was concerned about. The Bible says in Malachi 3.10, test me in this. Go ahead, trust God and see what he can do through you. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You can put your hand. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I forgot to ask. How many views is it up to now? How many? Would you, if you had to guess, is it over a hundred thousand? Is it over a hundred thousand? Is it close to three hundred thousand? Okay. So here's. Okay. All right. So when Victoria started down this road about doing these videos, I was just the supportive dad. Do you know? You know, these videos where they, I'm putting my makeup on. And look, I'm at Chick-fil-A today. And, you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, just, I'm, I'm getting dressed right now. You know, and I'm, you know, I got, you know, mud on my face or whatever. I'm getting rid of this, you know, just, I'm like, okay, if this is what they do today, praise the Lord. Awesome. Okay. So I'm the supportive dad, just the supportive dad, right? And so I don't understand what happened, but she literally, she, she got all this graduation money and tithed it, okay? And it was over, how many views? Over 700,000 views on this video, you guys, okay? All right, okay, I know you're just sitting there like, wow, hmm, okay, but you know what I hear? That's money, come on, somebody, all right? All right, when you have viral video like that, okay, so, so, so she puts together this video, and it catches a trend, and it catches this trend, and it just takes off, okay? And so now she's getting so many views on this thing, Google got involved, and Google starts sending her money. Will someone please show me how to make these videos? Come on. All right? So, so now I'm like, hey, will you make some more videos? Come on. It's expensive where you're going to school, right? So my point is, is that is it, I don't believe it was coincidence, you guys. I don't believe it was coincidence that, that she, she just was obedient to the promises of God. So I'm going to trust God. I'm going to sow my seed. I'm going to be an experienced farmer. And I'm going to sow. I'm going to cast my bread on the water. And I'm going to trust God to do some awesome stuff. Come on. Is anybody in here today with me? Come on. And so that's what she did. And, and I, I'm not exaggerating this. And I'm watching this, this stuff come rolling in. And I'm just like, this is amazing. So isn't it amazing that an 18-year-old could look at this who's getting started in her walk with God, solidifying her walk with God, and watching God being true to his promise. And I got good news for you. He's not a respecter of person. His promises are yes and amen for you too, all right? So we just got to get a hold of this. And so I want you to see this. And let me just say this real quick because I, I just got to bring just a, little, just a little bit of insight here. Because there is a teaching out there that teaches that you give to get. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. I think that the motive of giving to get is 100% wrong, Okay. But I cannot deny what the scripture teaches about sowing and reaping. 
I cannot deny the Bible refers to sowing seed or when you plant money into a ministry, when you plant money into a mission, that there's a harvest that God brings. You cannot deny that. And so our, our, our motivation is not give to get. Our motivation is we give, but we anticipate that God is going to stay true to his word. All right? Does that make sense? And so I want you to know our church is not about that. Our church is about helping people to understand that God's promises are true, they're yes and amen. I want you to see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and I want you to see what the Bible says in the New Testament about this. Right? It says, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. Now, let's read that slowly. God is the one who provides seed for the farmer. So that farmer who casts his bread on the water, the seed came from God in the first place. Are you following me? What's your seed? Your seed is your job. Your seed is the business opportunity that you have. Your seed is your place of work or maybe the opportunity that you have to make extra income. That is seed. They farmed. They, this is an agricultural society. We live in an industrial society. Okay, and so, But I want you to know, as much as, as we think that we've got that job because we were all that and our resume and we were talented and we were this and we're that. I want you to know something. When you're a believer in Jesus, you got that job because Jesus gave you that job. And because we know Jesus gave us that job, we want to work as unto him. And when you work as unto him, he's the one that begins to multiply. He's the one that begins to increase, all right? But notice it says here, God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, watch this, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. And so you can see the generosity force that happens. We've been talking about that in that last series, how generosity changes us. That farmer who threw his seed on the water, he knew his seed was going to float downstream. And he knew that generosity was going to be a blessing to him because he knew somebody in need was probably going to get that seed. Isn't that good? That's really good. Somebody in need will get that seed. That's awesome. I'm so glad you thought so too. It was really cool. It was really... So I want you to see this. The generosity is connected here. And verse 11 says, yes. Now you have to read this slowly. You have to read this slowly and see this for yourself because this is the Bible speaking, okay? This is not Dino speaking. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be what? You will be enriched in every way. This is Jesus' method. He's just like, listen, if you, I've told you the thief comes to kill, steal, and to destroy, but I've come to give you life and life more abundant. I've told you this. And when you get on my system, when you get on my anticipation, I'm going to put you in a cycle of blessing. I'm going to put you in a cycle of goodness. I'm going to put you in a cycle of love that you've only understood in your dreams. But we today get to live it out in reality. How many of you know that's good? Come on. I'm telling you. This is amazing. You will be enriched in every way. You're enriched in your marriage. You're enriched in your sibling relationships. You're enriched with the people that you work with. You're enriched on your job. Promotions are coming your way. Doors are opening to you. You're enriched in, in situations where maybe it, it looked like you were going down, but somehow at the last minute, God put you up. I can tell you testimony after testimony of the things that God has done for us supernatural, and he's doing them for you in this congregation too. It's amazing. But the scripture says here, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be 
generous. It was so awesome that we, as a church, you, as a body of believers, were so generous, and you've been so generous in your tithes and offerings, and you're sowing into this ministry, and you enabled us to go get some gift cards yesterday and stand out there in the cold and just be a blessing to 150 people with these gift cards. That's generous, but I have news for you. We couldn't do that if God wasn't generous and if you weren't generous. Are you getting this? And guys, you know what our vision is? I want you to anticipate this. And in 2020, wouldn't it be awesome to have five or six teams out there touching in each location, touching 150 people with the unchanging love of God? Come on. Can you believe with us that that's what Revolution Church can become? That we have a reputation of being in this community and just being generous with people. Wouldn't that be awesome? And so dream with us. Believe with us. I want you to see this. When you anticipate, when you anticipate, that the blessing of God is real and that the promises of God are real, when you anticipate that when he said your sin and lawless deeds, he would remember no more, when you anticipate that that's really true, it changes your life. It changes your focus. It will help you to reprioritize things. It helps you stay out of the fray. helps you stay out of the gutter helps you stay out of stuff that you know is not healthy for you or that you know is not good for you. Anticipating that God is going to do something in my life has been one of the great focuses for me, and I pray it becomes one of the great focuses for you. We talk about things falling off of us effortlessly. Bitterness, resentment, fear, disappointment, they fall off of us effortlessly because our anticipation is in the next thing that God is doing for us. I'm telling you, 2020 is going to be a good year for you. Do you believe it today? I'm anticipating that God's doing something. I'm I'm preparing for it like we were preparing for that child. I'm anticipating that in 2020 that God is going to honor his word. It helps me to reset my priorities. It helps me to stay focused. Listen, It helps me to draw closer to the Lord. When you anticipate that God is getting ready to do something for you, you draw closer to him, not further from him. Look what this says here in 1 John chapter 3. I want you to see this. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says this. It says, see how very much our Father loves us. Do you know that God loves you here today? No, do you really know that God loves you here today? It's just not a cute little Sunday school thing. God really loves loves you. God loves you so much that he sent his very best to die for us. He initiated this giving process. He sowed his son Jesus into the grave, and then he spoke, and he raised him up from the dead for you and me. You know why? So that Jesus could forever pay the sin price. He forever paid for it that you and I would no longer be guilty or charged to stand before God as if we have sin in our life. Listen to me. When you stand before God today, I don't care what failure you think you have or you don't have, I'm telling you, you stand before God as if you never sinned. You know why? Because Jesus paid the price 2,000 years ago. God loves us because he sees Jesus in us. And how many of you know God loves Jesus? How many of you know God loves Jesus? If God loves Jesus, it would be a sin for him to love us any less. And God's not going to sin. So God's going to love you as much as he loves Jesus. 
And if I was sitting in your seat, that would be a great place to say, amen, right on, go for it. That's the best thing I've ever heard all day long. Come on. God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Can you let that sink in here today? That's the reason why the promises of God are so real. That's why growing close to him is so real. Note, again, see how very much our Father loves us. For he calls us his children. And that is what we are. Listen, just watch this. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Religion does not know Jesus the way we know Jesus. Okay? I did not know Jesus five, ten years ago the way that I know him today. I didn't. I didn't know him. And the world does not know this Jesus that we're talking about. I'm telling you. Dear friends, notice what it says here in verse 2. We are already God's children, but he has yet not shown us what we'll be like when Christ appears. Here's what, the, here's what he's saying here. If you think you have it good right now, if you think, knowing how much God loves you right now, that God's not holding failure and sin and setback against you, if you think you have it good right now, you ain't saying nothing yet is what he's saying here. Because the time is coming when you're going to see Jesus face to face and you're going to know at an even greater reality of the things that we're talking about. That's what this, this means right up here. Uh, it, says, it, says, it says what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him. for We will see him as he really is. Now watch this verse 3. And all who have this eager expectation, or watch this, this eager anticipation will keep themselves pure just as he is pure. When you have this anticipation that the promises of God are real, you have this anticipation that God is actually cool, you have this anticipation that God is actually for you, that God is the one that's protecting you, God is the one that wants you to enjoy life, that God is the one that's got a good life planned for you, that when you understand that it's God that's gone on ahead of you, it was God that, that kept that jewel of the city for me, it was God that, that helped my daughter graduate, and I, I still have hair in my head. Come on, help me out, right? It's, it's God that, that helps, helps Jeannie stay married to me for 20 years. Are you tracking with me, guys? When you understand it is the promises of God that he's actually the one that's helping us to do these things, it draws me closer to him. It makes you say, I, 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 I don't want to do anything to mess this relationship up. I don't want to do anything to jeopardize this. I don't want to participate in anything that, that would come between this hearing God and, and spending time with him and hearing his voice in my life and watching him work in my children, watching him work in my marriage, watching him work in my business. I don't want to do anything to disrupt that. I don't want a self-centered life. I don't want selfishness. I don't want anything to disrupt that. We all face the temptation of selfishness and self-centered. All of us do. But I promise you, when you get a hold of the promises of God, and you begin to anticipate what you can become in Jesus. You can begin to anticipate that your life may just be same old, same on today. But as you get rocking with him, the life he has for you of travel, missions, touching other people, a life of excitement, maybe marrying a person you can really be happy with. Help me out, somebody, all right? All right? It's amazing the kind of life that we can live. This is the reason why. This is the reason why failure and destruction and sin falls off of us effortlessly because I'm following Jesus. 
Are you with me? And if you're here today, maybe you're stuck in a rut, I'm telling you, I'm going to just keep unveiling Jesus to you. And my hope is that the more I unveil Jesus to you, the more we as a church unveil Jesus to you, and the more you begin to see his love and kindness, the more you begin to see how good he is, the more you begin to see how much he really is for you, the more you'll start living for him, the more you'll fall more in love with him, and you'll fall out of love with sin. Come on, anybody in here today? I'm telling you, this is amazing. That's what it says here. We live with this anticipation. And every single day, we want to help people to discover this.